I am unashamed. What about you? When you, that might bring you some consternation. When you start getting mistaken for your dad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's but what I, it was. But, I put a lot of white in my beard now, and so they'll say, you know, uh, when you grow your beard, you look a lot like your dad. And so I know what that means. Yeah, that's, they that's sent that's a cameraman down here and take, I took all these pictures. Here, put on, your earphones on, on Phil, because we what can't hear you. Earphones. Yeah. But they went with this one. I said, that's a pretty pathetic, pathetic looking picture. Right there. Phil, that's, you're seemingly <laughs> happy. Huh? Your Jace was impressed with that. I thought well, you looked happy on this. Yeah, one of yours is that one on that poster you got. You got the eye squinted. Oh, yeah, that was a <laughs> weird time of my life. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> you were making a statement. I somehow. was trying to make you a look. You were going like, let me just. Uh, it was like a. And I'm looking like an old craggy old, you know, I'll call it the craggy look. Yeah, the, the cigar store yeah. Indian. That's a dad. <laughs> oh, I don't know how we did great. This, this conversation started before we were, because I cut my we hair. We weren't ourselves yet. Well, my Jay. wife kept saying, oh, you know, Willie cut his hair. You know, Willie cut his hair. I was like, why do you keep telling me that? I, who cares? And she's like, well, I thought you might get a trim. I was like. Look, let me just tell you about men. We don't follow tra- trends like, oh, my brother got a haircut. Let me go rush. Well, she Crosby, said, Steels, and Nash wrote a song about it the other day. I just think another day I almost cut my hair, but I think the whole song was I was fixing to cash in and give it up, but then I thought, no. So he no. kept his hair. He didn't. He didn't cut it, but he thought about it. I'm gonna take your word for it. I don't remember that song. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's for your time. <laughs> yeah. So that's what? Back I, whenever that was a long hair. Let me just give days. you how to do that. Because she said, "Well, I'll cut it for you," but I just thought that was might be a combustible situation. So she so, did. She cut it for you? No, I cut it. Oh. So I'll tell you how to do it. You basically get in a mirror, grab the scissors. And then I turned around and looked, and it was it was halfway down my back. I, I, didn't, long. I didn't know it was that long. So I just grabbed half, pulled over, and then just cut it. Then I grabbed the other half, cut it, turned Se- around. Seems simple enough. Yeah, but the hard part was it created a long rooster tail because <laughs> I couldn't reach it. <laughs> the so part I, in the middle was still So right. I grabbed the middle, came over the top, pulled yeah. it straight up, and just guessed and cut it. And then I looked around, made two little trims to where I had butchered. The whole process took 60 seconds. So so, so why would you ever go to a barber? Basically? I, I have it. I love barbers because I'm sure they're nice people. <laughs> but I'm like, what What do you need them for? <laughs> I haven't been to a barber shop in 50 years. Well, what am I talking about? In 60 you, years. <laughs> well, the last time I went was... Not even when uh, I was a kid, I though, say, we didn't go to the barber. Mall cut it. What about when you were in college? Because you had the flat top, kind of the – somebody must have done that. That's a good that. question. Who was cutting my hair? Had to have been somebody. Well, see, my, you could have done that the, to yourself. The last time I, I was shaved, a clean-cut-looking dude. You were. When I was All-American. Eight to ten years ago, you know, besides two years ago, I did it myself. But about ten years ago, there used to be – remember the old place that used to be right down there Mayo. from the church? Yeah, well, they moved – Across from the grocery oh, no, store. Oh, no, that's another one I was thinking of. So I walked in. Now, I hadn't. Yeah, I forgot we went, used to go there. But I, I'm I'm telling you, I was on a, a few-year run here of where no maintenance. So I walked in, and I looked over there, and there was a sign hanging up that said, Haircuts, $15. And Ooh, that seems pretty steep. <laughs> no, Phil, that's cheap. That's cheap I think now. most women, when they get their haircut, oh, it's hundreds of it's dollars. It's $150 yeah. bucks for Lisa. Oh, yeah. You have got to be kidding. So they said $15, but I could see it in his eyes. He was looking at me <laughs> thinking, that's not enough. See, I actually have. <laughs> you were like a big old boy coming to the buffet, right? <laughs> Only all you can eat. They're looking at that situation saying, you know what? We're fixing to get hit I said, hard. I'll tell you this. For the first time in 50 years, <laughs> at least, Jace, I'm, you brought it up, but I'm serious when I'm saying this. <laughs> I've never thought about a barber shop or hair being cut. I just hadn't. 
Well, this well, had the red, white, and blue uh, thing outside. The barber pole. Yeah, the bar- that that this the, and I like these old guys. And what they did, they used a straight razor and put some some kind of heated foam on mm, you. And, I mean, that's, neck. It was yeah. Nice. I mean, I was a little nervous about a guy with a straight razor around my neck just because of the. Uh, no, I guess. You see these movies where that that usually spells doom for you, <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> crazy barbershop movies. I don't know what movies you're watching. Well, I'm just saying that's when you're vulnerable. So I said, I tell you what I'll do. I said if you'll cut this to look like everybody else and shave, I'll pay you double. Because I, you know, they who were, said this? I did. When I, cause I just, they you were, you told yourself that? No, I told the barber that because he was looking at me like I was just reading his mind thinking $15, you're fixed to get your money's worth, you know, because you, I have a lot to cut. There's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot going on. This is like a lawnmower man. Look, going over and looking at a yard that's way that, deep. Yeah, that hasn't been cut in eight years. Yep. So I was reading his mind. He's not. That's not what they're designed. You come in every couple of weeks and get a trim. They come charge snip, fifteen dollars. Yeah. I come in there. They need a bush hog, and they got to rent some equipment. <laughs> These little because he kept getting tangled up in my hair. And oh, yeah. He was like, "Well, you have a lot of knots in there." I said, "Cut it out. Just cut. Don't try to go around it." That's some lack every, of a brush going through. It. Brush my hair in ten years. Yep. You know, so I, I, just, I don't know how we got off into well that, standard I'm, grooming I'm not practices. Too much into hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's biblical. <laughs> but John you had a guy. But for years, Dad, you had a guy that that goes to church with us that is a barber, and he came down here and cut your hair. For I remember while. that. Remember that th- that whole era. That's yeah. back when you were still kind of you know giving a crap about uh, what you know. You still had a little something going on there at how yeah. you look. That's where you just but now pushed in the chips. I've gone off the edge now. <laughs> it's like I don't think your dad's. I never look in the mirror looking for something now. But what's I, funny I is I think that's that, a good idea. Once you get over seventy, I would break all mirrors. Yeah. What do you need them for? You're yeah, only going right. to get depressed. <laughs> yeah, I have looked in the mirror a few times, and all I came away with, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I just saw me, yeah. and I thought, yeah, it's, it's about over. Well, like you said, you get book titles now. I right. think when you reach a certain age, the two things you should so this is the now this is you the should completely do away with are clocks and mirrors. I'm there. What do you need a clock for? I'm there. You don't need a clock. You don't need a calendar. Never owned a you don't want to see life. a calendar. You're almost where you don't even need a vehicle. I mean, you will again, but right now, except just to motor tool around here. The days are passing me by here. I haven't been to town at all in three months, three and a half months, maybe. Well, I've had many arguments about. I think when people get over sixty, they shouldn't be able to drive. We should have some kind of service where. And look, I'm saying that I'm I'm fifty. I'm fixed to be 60. I know I'm offending all these people, but I think if it's, I don't know, some kind of program or have, have people in your family, because they're, they're, it's a problem on the highways. You know, you see cars backed up or you see people swerving all the road. You get up there and you say, yep, shouldn't be driving. Too old. Seinfeld said just the opposite. He said <clears throat> your, uh, your speed limit should be your age. So... What like, does that mean? I mean, if you're 16, that's as fast as you can go. But oh, if you're 80, like that. if you're 80, you just get out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they all drive too slow. Well, I know that's what he said. He said we need to flip that. The young ones need to be driving slow. The old people just let I'm them. I'm more live. supportive of that than <laughs> what we have. Like it actually occurred to me after watching on the television what's going on in the cities. I I just concluded. I don't want to go to a city anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to a town. I, I, I've been there. I don't want to go there. That's fun. Well, you know, I, I want nothing to do with it. You know, and I don't know when it's going to change. Where your book is is released in August, and we're, usually we go to New York and do these shows and stuff, but. You know, now it's so crazy. I don't know. They're all still doing the Skype stuff. We may do all that stuff from right here. By the way, uh, Jesus Politics Book dot com is where you go to pre-order uh dad's book and that, the, the, i'm not sure if the, the demand has been really high so the first two thousand may be already done but you get a signed copy i, I, I can tell you this it gives new meaning to the word politics it does it's really good it's a solid I need book. to read it yeah 
I gave you a copy, huh? I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. I've been busy. Yeah. You got Yeah, you're busy. <laughs> you need to read it and give us a book review on the on our online. Well, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No, I'm tell you whatever I, I think. You're a man of your word. I, I, I don't mind any chastisement. I don't mind any negative remarks. I'm like. I stand by what I said there. It's What's fine. weird is I'm going to write a book. I'm in the process. Well, good. And and, uh, and it's same subject except not politics. It's just Jesus. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah, but I it made me think. We we said it know. jokingly. Said Jay's could name his Jesus no politics. Yeah. Ours is Jesus politics. Oh, but like the tagline is how to win back the soul of America, which is kind of goes off of your last book. It's part. Two. And this is a oh, lot who more. Who stole it? Yeah, exactly. And this is more of a kingdom. I would call it a kingdom. The evil one is stealing our soul and has done a pretty good job of it, I might add. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. This one is more or less how do you climb out of this? It's po- right. Is it positive? You, huh? Oh, yeah. It's positive. It is positive. very positive. Oh, I like positive. it. It's a, I think you're going to like it. It's, it's, a, it's really kingdom oriented. In fact, when we first started working on it, we were coming out of the parables, which we still use a lot of them, Jesus' parables. Because you notice all those kingdom parables, they had a lot of principles that if you could just apply that in every aspect of life, including government, I mean, we'd be in such a better situation. Don't you love how Jesus used parables? You know, they define parable as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Yeah. One of the things that comes out of that book, when we Hmm. didn't stress it last time, Jace, but if you want to, here's one that you can start with. Jesus is talking uh, uh, you need food that endures to eternal life. They were all wanting more grub, the fish and the loaf, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, Jesus talking about himself, the Father has placed his seal of approval. Yeah. Jesus had more titles, creator, start there, sinless, miracle worker, the way, the truth, the life. The King, the Prophet, the Savior, the Intercessor, the Resurrection, uh, the Reconciler, the Guarantee, the Ultimate Servant, Immortal. I mean, Redeemer, Healer. You're like I like the Alpha, the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha and the Omega, first and the last. Yeah. How many titles have you ever known of an individual, Jace, with that many titles? That What's the word? When you start talking creator, you're like, whoa, well, that yeah, whoa. Enco- that encompassing. Well, let me tell you what you, what what you need. How in, does, how in the world does one man gain that many titles? Think about it. I know what you need to be able to have that many titles. You know, we're, we're going to discuss John 7, and I'm jumping way ahead in verse 21. Go ahead and jump, Jace. But Jesus said to them, now they were having an argument because, you know, he did a miracle. But they're like, well, you can't do it on the Sabbath. You know, we we've talked about that. Yeah. But my Here point, come the rules. My point is when he said Jesus said to him in John seven twenty one, I did one miracle. I mean, I just feel like <laughs> that was the tone. I did one little miracle, you know, without the little one miracle. And you are all astonished, you know, but they were astonished because something amazing happened, but it didn't fit their narrative because it was a sabbath and so that you know threw them for a loop but just that one statement i think is what they missed if you can do one miracle if you can just do one which is always my answer when people say do you believe in miracles i say i get it from this verse i say i believe in at least one (laughs) because the implication was what he was trying to say they missed if I could do one miracle, just think of what I could do. If you can do one, you can do anything. As many as you want to. As many as you want and whatever. And, and my point is that's how you get so many titles because you have no limits in what your capabilities are as compared to what how how much. It's a good explanation limited. of why he why one man could receive so many titles. I'm telling you, it is. It, Thomas Jefferson bought everything about Jesus, but one thing: the miracles. miracles. He just could not. Well, I hate to tell you this. He wrote a Bible, the Thomas Jefferson it. Bible. Yeah, <laughs> and he got it all the way down. Jesus died and was buried, and I got ready, but I noticed we're right at the end of his Bible, and I said, 
Oh stop, my goodness. Stop Thomas, the resurrection. Thomas, surely come on out. <laughs> he could not believe the miraculous. The teachings mm-hmm. and watching Jesus' life, this is how you live. This is, he, he said, I'm, a, I'm in line. But once we got to the resurrection of his body from the grave, once it got there, yep. Jefferson said, well, no. hang, hang on, let's talk, I, it let's really talk. hurt my soul when I read when I read his Bible and he left that out. Well, especially because well, you respect him so much. Let's take a quick right. break. So uh, in these times of, I, I guess you'd call them economic uncertainty, you know, this thing is like a roller coaster. We've been talking about the stock market and the coronavirus and businesses open. So everybody's kind of having to watch their P's and Q's. Although I think it is pretty amazing how resilient America is just to, I mean, to shut it all down and then just crank it all back up. I mean, it's, it's been a wild ride is what I would it call is. it. So one of our sponsors uh, is a company called Patriot Mobile. And so uh, they're they're actually lowering their price because they realize people need to have lower prices, not higher ones during this time. So you can start out on their family plan. They have a, a cell phone coverage for twenty five dollars uh, is their customized. It begins at twenty five dollars. So uh, Patriot Mobile, we like it because they're kind of like us. They're a, they're a conservative group of people. They support uh, conservative causes, uh, things that we like. Uh, Big Mobile has not exactly been a conservative's best friend. So you might want to check these guys out. Patriot Mobile. Uh, if you use the uh, offer code Phil, you're going to get free activation, uh, a free gift uh, when you sign up with these guys. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Phil. Uh, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. So check it out. Starts at 25 bucks. See if you guys can save some money with their, with their coverage. Oh, I had a two-hour, I was going to say argument, but my wife and I at this point, we don't really argue. It was a, it was a heated discussion, a, a good heated discussion, because she asked me uh, about 1 Corinthians where it says, you know, God gave some the ability to, and it goes through this whole list. Well, at the end it says the gifts of healing, yeah. you know, I think speaking in tongues. By the maybe, way, Jason, that one. was sanctioned. It was sanctioned when y'all were being raised by myself and your mama. It was sanctioned that if you want to make a point and raise your voice, remember mm-hmm. I said, that's fine. You want, to, yeah. you want to raise your voice because you're excited or you're intimidated or whatever, go ahead. You can speak loudly. But remember, guys, I told y'all when you were boys, I said, it must not come to blows. <laughs> yeah. I said, your difference of opinion, make your point well, loudly, that's fine. I yeah. said, but there's a fine line. If it turns to blows, that's when I step in. Well, we were discussing. She had heard a sermon. You know, we watch now with the coronavirus. I think we watch three or four services on a Sunday morning from various groups, you know, and yep. – uh so one of the sermons we heard was basically about kind of having a uh, a moment like Acts two, you know, including the miraculous, and so we it, it spawned a conversation about Corinthians, where you had a group of people who were who had the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I mean the miraculous gifts, mm-hmm. you know. And so I started – she was asking me the how did – Apostle Paul had laid his hands on some of them. All right. And we were – and look, I know this is a, a deep dive to get off into that. But I, I was like, but look, you got to remember something about the Corinthians. This, this was basically our argument. I was like, what was his major thrust, regardless of what we think about how that works, which – let me just say for those listening, if God wants to do something, oh, he'll do it. You know, I, I'm not one of these types of, of people who try to read the Bible and then say God can't do anything. Oh, he can do whatever he wants to. You know, if he wants to do a miracle in five minutes, okay. <laughs> and I, So I'm not that type of person. But I was trying to explain that the Corinthians were so caught up in the excitement of having that ability, and which is what I'm referencing when Jesus said, you know, I did one miracle, and that group of people, the Pharisees, they weren't caught up in that excitement. They weren't even impressed. They were arguing. <laughs> well, people who see Jesus for who he is, there's some excitement that happens. 
And when you get that kind of power, well, what was the thrust of Corinthians? What did he when when you when you look at it when it gets down to the end? What was his main? If you took three things away from the whole book of First Corinthians, I would put these three. You can be classified as a church and have made a lot of mistakes. That's the first thing I take. Because these people, there's no sin that is not mentioned. And he was considering them the church. The second thing was— He addressed them as brothers. The second thing was, one of the most famous chapters in the Bible, he said, after all this stuff that you're going through, stick with faith, hope, and love. Mainly love. And the third thing was, he reminded them of the gospel of Jesus who Jesus is and what he did, his death, burial, and resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15. So I told her, I was like, no matter what we think on how, you know, modern-day miracles or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, up against the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is a big difference there. You have miracles versus these traits, these character traits, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And no matter what you think on how that works— don't miss those three big things of the th- cuz that's what the Corinthians miss. They miss the grace of God. They miss we need to be pursuing faith, hope and love in our life. And we need to we need to make the gospel of Jesus as the focus, you know. So that well, was that was our discussion. So I don't guess whether there was a winner in the discussion or just a you, uh, an agree to I, disagree. I, she started getting quiet. At the end, which I took that as. When a woman gets quiet, means, always remember, my son, yeah. things are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> remember so, William I, Shakespeare, yeah. a situation, Jace, oh, becomes yeah, a go. crisis when cattle or women stampede. He didn't say that. I don't know where you got that. I, I actually quoted you quoting that. I thought it was William Shakespeare. Now, it might have been somebody I, else of antiquity. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to use a word that's foreign to you. It's called Google. And I looked it up, and it, it doesn't give that it doesn't give the credit to William. Always remember, say Google is it? not all It doesn't knowing. say. It, well, says, it, it says unknown. Unknown? Yeah. Unknown. Yeah. Unknown. Well, we could, if we had the little Alexa thing, uh, we could ask her, which I did last night. Somebody made some big deal about Elon Musk. He named, you know, he's the owner of Tesla. Are you yep. familiar with him? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with him. Well, he named one of his kids. He's about uh, halfway a genius from what I can tell. Well, wait till you hear this and you might change your opinion. All right. He na- Mr. Genius named one of his kids a mathematical equation. He named his kid. It's like A1, you know, X, I'm just making this up, but it's like X1 to the half. Could be a genius point. with issues. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, but most geniuses have issues. So That's part of the problem. Yeah. So my son, who's highly intelligent, is, you know, he graduated Pepperdine. He's about and, halfway a genius himself well, yeah. from what I hear. And his girlfriend. Is this boy yours that smart? Yeah, he's smart. So his girlfriend, who's smarter than he is, they came over for supper last night because Cole's back in town. He went and picked her up. She's from, you know, South Louisiana. If he's that smart, he had two lineages that he could have come from, Robertson and West, your woman. So where yeah. do you think the brain power, or is it a 50-50 deal? Or I'm going to say Where all that brain power? Because I'm it. sitting here as a C-plus man, <laughs> solid C-plus, but I'm smarter than half of them. Half of them smarter than me. I'm in the middle. I feel good about it. But your boy, he's on up there. He's in that. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not very smart. So I'm saying we're all made in the image of God. And because he he didn't get it from me. (laughs) And I'm not making a comment about my wife, you know, in front of a national audience. She's the smartest woman I know. Well, maybe that's where they Well, she chose Jesus and she chose me. I ain't worried about it. Maybe your bloodline just tempered, tempered. The, the brain power <laughs> slightly so he could function in a society without and being called. So here's what happened. What's that? Well, go back to your guy. Well, let me tell my story here. A mathematical equation. So what he, would that he, be if he, you name your child? Well, so I so we're all having a discussion about it. Now, you've got two highly intellectual people, my son and his girlfriend, who I'm over there with my phone. Is his girlfriend Look, as smart as he is? Smarter. 
Yo. Yeah. So look, I'm over there during the conversation googling definitions for the words. Some of the words they're using. I mean, you're trying to figure out what I'm they're talking. To, about. I don't even know. I'm like, I've never heard that word, you know. And I was like, Boy, so I wasn't for to, Google. Jason uh, didn't be yeah. in the conversation. So finally, we're having this discussion about it, and I'm like, and they're like, well, how do you pronounce Mrs. Love? What do they call their kid? And so I, I had a brilliant idea because they got this thing, you know, the woman that you talked to, the computer woman, Alexa. I yeah. said, well, let's ask her. The fountain of knowledge. And so I said, what? How many kids? Well, he has six kids. We got that. She kept repeating the same thing. Well, I started raising my voice because I was getting frustrated. I was like, what are the names of the kids? You know, I'm, I'm having – they're all kind of laughing about it. And I was trying to phrase the question. Only you would argue with Alexa. So finally I said – what is the oldest kid? You know, I, I was trying to say what she's going to say on how you pronounce it. And finally, I hit the right question. I can't remember what it was. And she went like A1X1, you know, 043. That's what he named his child? Yeah. So I thought, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> you know? Now, how do you think this kid is going to grow up? And hey, a- A1X1034. I just didn't. I thought that was bizarre. It's it's more than bizarre. <laughs> okay, so I that think, just, and they wonder why I don't fool with computers. No, it had nothing to do with the computer. Phones. Yeah, that's where all this stuff. Well, well, when you break, you wouldn't know anything about it. Well, when you break down the equation, like the first part of it is like the Japanese equation for love, and then say, another sure part was like the greatest uh, artificial intelligence uh, invention. I just want to know so, just from hearing that. What are they going to call him around the house? That's what can't call him X Y Y C O T. I mean, whatever you call him. No, that's well, what. What's where they going to call him? That's I, what they're if call it were me, I'd call him X Man. X Man. X Man. I mean, that would be a cool nickname. Let's take a break. So, one of my favorite sponsors uh, of our program is a group called Omega XL. And Dad and I have been taking the product. I've probably been taking it twice as long as you have. I told old sister Uncle about that yesterday. Did you? I told him, I said, the only pill I take, I don't take pharmaceuticals. None. Right. Zero. Correct. I said, the only pill I'm taking is from the pristine waters of New Zealand. There you go. Fish oil. That's right. Some it's kind of muscles. Fish. Muscles. 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 It's, extract, yeah, muscles. it's extract from mussels that are literally farmed off New Zealand's coast. Uh, which is pretty incredible, the whole process. You go to their website, you can check these guys out. They'll give you their research and everything, uh, how they came up with this. Omega XL, what it really helps with the most is inflammation, uh, back, neck, shoulder, leg pain, that sort of thing. Just let's face it, we're golfers. we got a lot yeah. of inflammation. These tablets do not make a 74-year-old man look like he's 50. No. No, That's the, just just helps take away. Let's some be realistic here. That's it right. just knocks down a little inflammation, there a little aches and joints, and the pain. And, and it also helps uh, with your immune system. It promotes the, that as well. So Omega XL is what it's called. Dad and I both uh, recommend it. And the take only it. pill I take. So Omega XL dot com slash fill. If you order now, you're going to get you're going to pay for one bottle. You get the second bottle free, which is a good deal. OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can call them 800-844-4888. All right, so X-Man, I guess we got that song. No, so the point is... When hey, what was your point? I don't know. when you're telling but, your stories, it's so much better for uh, the listener to have a point. My point was, <laughs> in John 7... <laughs> They looked at Jesus and said in verse 15, the Jews were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning without having studied? So you see my point? Mm -hmm. My point is what we deem is smart is trumped by, number one, if you have the ability to do a miracle, well, you're obviously going to be smarter by any definition than everyone else. The smartest there is. And they're like, well, that's not based on intellect. That's based on power. But you can't have one without the other. Yeah, because these are all knowledgeable and all powerful. Okay. Now, that that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, it's, so definition of being smart is uh, 
from a human perspective, it's usually a waste of so time. So we talked about yep. this, <clears throat> Jace, because John— that's been proven out, by the way, by their behavior. True. John right. 7, what's so interesting about the whole chapter, which is kind of what we're looking at now, because it kind of just builds on itself, coming out of some of these miracles that he's done. <clears throat> but a, a couple of podcasts ago, we put it in, the, in, the, uh, in his household— because his own family, his brothers, didn't really get him. You know, they they were misunderstanding like the public was that Jesus was just trying to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, remember how they, many times do you think the, the his brothers looked at each other when he would make a comment or say something? How many times you figure this happened out? He, they're like, yeah. How many times? Oh, I, I bet it happened all the time because well, they, they marveled at – they knew he was different, obviously, but then – But they didn't believe in him. they didn't believe right. in him. It's like where you started. You talked about all these titles, and which is kind of where I was going. I mean, he – his – you remember when he told uh, – he made the reference about John the Baptist, which is where we started, about how we look. And he says, you know, well, John the Baptist, you claim he is, this is in Matthew 11, you claim he is a demon-possessed. As a demon. Because he lives in the wilderness and eats bugs. but And he rants and raves about repentance, you know. And he's like, but here, here, here I come, friendly, more social, and you call me a glutton and a drunkard. Which they didn't realize what kind of accusation that is. You're you're accusing the creator of the universe, who actually created you, as being just a the slob, wor- the worst of you, and, and a yeah. sinful. Yeah. So, but so Jesus made that one statement. That's said, a couple of more titles they gave him: a glutton <laughs> yeah. and a drunkard. Yeah, add that to your titles. I think that's that's what I'm that's saying. Profound. I've never seen things stick to one individual as many and as much as all these titles, good and bad, to one individual. He had to have been doing something earth-shattering, or they wouldn't have behaved that way. That's right. It's these little comments that we read. And that's why I really, even the guy who names his kid a mathematical equation, you know, I wanted to name our first kid Cypress Creek because, <laughs> hear me out on this, this was a Hey, huge, Cypress. And, and no, no, no. Look, CC because when you change your life, I mean, you know, God found you Cyprus. in the bar. You come to Jesus in an effort, you know, to make a break from your past. Yep. You move to the middle of nowhere. Been there. Started over. Done that. Well, the name <laughs> of the road was Mouth of Cypress Creek, and so I thought that'll be a good story to tell our kid. You know, later on in life, we come here and say, you know, you were named because look. I'm named after Cy, which I've had to carry that. Some people are born. Sometime unbearable love. Yeah. And uh, so, but this is spelled differently, and we'd call him Cy. By the way. But C-Y. I I recommended when Cy hollered from the bank of the river, I'm out in the river and he's on the bank. He said, Miss Kay's having that baby. It was you, Jace. He was talking about it. I know. And I'm baiting the trot line. I turned around. I said, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, this is pre-Christian days. Highly, for the highly audience. offensive to all. So women I said, "Well, what do you want to name him?" I said, "Name him after you." And I yeah. kept baiting my line, and he just tore out our sideways because he was thinking, "All right, yeah, now we got another Silas coming." Feels <laughs> more. So anyway, my point was, so I told Missy that, and I was passionate about it, and so she broke down, and started crying. She's like, "I cannot name." She cried. Right, she cried. Because I was really passionate. I thought, this is it. We this came up with the name. No, we didn't. No. You came up with So it. his name is Reed Silas. So guess what? I had to pull back on that one. The <laughs> Cypress Creek. Because she's like, why would you name a kid Creek? I was like, what's that Western, you know, Creek Johnson? I was like, people have been named after Creeks <laughs> in life. It's not not a bad thing. I he must was, say that if your address is Mouth of Cypress Creek Road, you know, Monroe, West Monroe, Louisiana, there's probably not a whole lot waiting on you at the end of the, the letter. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to write this old guy. He lived down there on the Mouth of Cypress no, Creek the, Road. The power of God took this place. Maybe so. And wow. 
it doesn't matter where you live or where you're from. Is, I used to live next point. to a street called Easy Street. Everybody says, I want to get on Easy. There was actually a street called Easy Street. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'd want to name my kid that. That's that's hey, where I, I relented. <laughs> she won. And I don't have a problem, but I still Did, think it, it was cool. Have you yeah, ever asked Reed what it, what would you have thought if he it didn't? Went? He well, it's hard. I did ask him, and he was like, "You know, thank God for mom." That's what he said. And I, I was, was just like, curious as to what he thought about that. If he had I, thought, "Man, it would have been cool to be named at Cypress Creek." Who likes their name anyway? You know, that so, is true. I mean, I'm like, well, it's because you are who you are now, and so you got to own it. But I think if his name had been Cypress Creek, everything would have been fine. There wouldn't have been any difference because wisdom is proved right by our actions, which is my point. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's take another break. So, Jace, what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? The number one sign of a bad home security system is when you got robbed and you didn't know it. That's a good answer. What would you say to that, Dad? What's the, what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? Number one sign as you go out there sitting on the porch looking at the ground saying, boy, I wish I'd had some cameras around here before that happened. Some way of knowing. Yeah, now see, that's that's the, the guys that simply say it, that's kind of what they say. They say the answer is a home security system that's so complicated you never use it. Uh, I mean, that's that's the one, right? Most of them are like that, and unfortunately, you I need some cameras. I thing on the security here. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody shoots up your gate, and you go look at your cameras, and they, they aren't working. That's not good. So you need, if you're going to have a home security system, it needs to be working. I mean, that's kind of the – I would just simply say, in my case, never, ever, you two or anybody else – Come scratching on my screens, or or say no. I'll just barge in there and then surprise him at two o'clock in the morning. Don't do that. No, okay, we, we're not going to deal. Me. Yeah, don't that's do gonna, that. That's going to work. So our our friends at Simply Safe, which by the way was the best overall home security system of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Reports, so it's pretty good. These guys do a good job. Uh, they want to help protect your home, uh, get you some cameras. It's it's easy. It's not hard to do. SimplySafe.com slash unashamed. You get free shipping. You get a 60-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty awesome. So, in this current environment, Al, based on what we're witnessing in the country, you need one of those. You need some cameras and you need a good I system. guarantee you. SimplySafe.com slash unashamed. Check them out. So is, why was I named Marshall then since we're already in? So you'll have to ask this. him. Well, he wasn't around, so you'll have to ask mom. Do you have any I, idea? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, <shocking>. Well, I've <laughs> we named you Marshall Allen after Allen. I, I knew about the, the Western star and the Western uh, the, with a little boy Shane. Yeah. So, and which is pretty cool because I like Allen Ladd. Yeah. But I just wondered, Marshall. Now, mom's name is Marsha. Was it? Was I named after mom? Possible. Just add an L to it. I didn't name you. <laughs> so he named me, sort of. Now, what I wanted to say is uh, in John 7. I love when we dive deep into that era of dad's life because like, uh, uh, look, we uh, have we have passed. We you have know? Passed. But, Don't stay but, back in there too long. But luckily the Lord forgives <laughs> the us. The Lord forgives us. Now, I brought up this about the spirit and, and when he said this one miracle because very few times, I guess, in the New Testament, and if, you know, technically I guess John is not – even though the whoever came out with this Bible put New Testament, if you read Hebrews, you know the New Testament comes into play when the one giving it dies. Right. You know he doesn't die till the latter right. uh, part of the book. This is just his story. Well, right. right. But what I wanted to say is there's a profound statement in John seven. It's like. It's like you're reading, you're getting to know Jesus, you're seeing what people think about him, and John 7 is perfect because you're really seeing what different people think about him and his personality is coming out. And then all of a sudden, you get to verse 37, and it says, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, Streams of living water will flow from within him, which is a similar statement that he made in John 4 
to the woman at the well, this right. living water. Right. Now, this, this rare, profound moment comes from the next verse. So I would say the Holy Spirit interjected in the writing of this mm-hmm. to John. And then he makes this profound statement, which says, by this, he meant the Spirit, capital S, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that moment, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Now, this is what caused the discussion between me and my wife, because she's she was like, we brought this verse up. She didn't know we were going to do this in the podcast. We were just, she, you know, we yeah. were talking about this. It's just like, well, wait a minute. What about all the times where the Spirit, you know, one of the things that came up is when the donkey talked, remember the, the Spirit, uh, you know, came on the donkey, I right. guess? And so I said, well, look, babe, you're getting into some some difficult things to explain and with our human capabilities. But I said, you know, if I took some milk and I poured it on you, that would be way different than you taking some milk and pouring it in you. It'd be two different things. Right. All right, you had a glass of milk. The other one has caused a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. But so I said, you know, the way I've tried to understand the role of the spirit and how it works and my limited capabilities, even having said, if the spirit wants to move any way it wants, well, who am I to say it has to be this way or that way? So I'm not going to do that. But it seems like when you read a statement like that, the spirit was going to be made available to actually ingest, indwell, indwell, but, you know, using my analogy. And so then you're back into this fruit of the Spirit versus gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so I've always looked at it, and I'll welcome your comments, uh, that the the outward part of it, the gifts, is kind of the Spirit being unleashed from heaven or wherever, and the Holy Spirit in your life, in your in your body, in your soul, in your united with your spirit, is more about these characters, you know, traits, love, joy, peace, peace. I mean, what do you think? There's one little phrase that gives much credence to your point. He said, the fruit of the Spirit, which you will receive when you're born again, he said, they are love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. One little phrase there, Jace. Under under this, there all these qualities. There is no law. With yeah, these, Galatians five twenty-two. Yeah, there is no law. In other words, if you operate by the power, if you behave. And these qualities come forth from you. You say, against such things, there is no law. You never violate the law if these qualities keep coming forth from you. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing because you got one thing, rules. But this is talked about qualities of an individual, the last one being self-control. Yeah. You're like, those without the Spirit— are impossible to achieve. You won't see those qualities without the Spirit. That's why human beings always have this quest to do what's right, do good, and don't get to this, and don't do that. The one rule after top of that. He said, God's saying, look, you receive my Spirit. I will help you. These qualities will come forth from you, and mm-hmm. they cover the whole one end to the other life itself. Those qualities. So those who live by the Spirit, they're being led by the Spirit and all the rest of the verses that go with it. You say, hmm, is it that simple? Those qualities, I mean, come, all so those do qualities you believe, listed are hard to come by, Al. So do you believe— Hang, hang on, Jess. Let's take one last break. So do you believe in Acts 2, you know— they, they they come together because he said they later would receive the Spirit, all right? So then in Acts 1, 
which is kind of humorous. They, in verse 6, they say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because they're, they're like, well, you, you've been raised from the dead. Are we taking over? I mean, was the question. And he said, it is not for you to know the times and dates, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So I, I know that he's referencing this same little moment that we said mm-hmm. about the Spirit. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been, what was the phrase it said? We're later to receive. So then in Acts 2, this crazy thing happens on the day of Pentecost. All of a sudden, there's wind, fire, fire. I want to say earth, but no. <laughs> I guess there's heaven, wind, and fire. Now, that's the group you want to be yeah, with. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, so, and, and which is what I'm saying, like, because a lot of people, when I try to explain this to people, they're like, oh, so you don't believe in the miraculous? I'm like, no. I mean, if I hear a big wind and I see some fire. On I, top of people's heads. On top of people's heads. Trust me. God will have my full attention at that moment. I'm like, okay, this is happening now. (laughs) And so, and the whole house was shaken, by the way. And so then these people start speaking in a language they haven't studied, or the people heard their own language from whatever, whatever, whatever was going on there. Peter gets up and this is what I, the same reference about Corinthians. What was the point of all this? To me, which this is our discussion, you know, Missy and I, I said, what was the point of all that? Was it the was the point of to try to go recreate that? And look, if it happens, great. If right now the wind blows the things open and fire comes down, I'm like, all right, let's we we got another right. spirit <laughs> pouring <laughs> out. You know, something's gonna happen. I said, what was the point? It seems like to me the point of what was going on, looking at it from thirty thousand feet, is you got all these Jews from all these different countries are gathered up, and they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that these men have some kind of power from God Almighty. Indisputable. How do they know our language is what well, they were right. saying. And there's fire, there's wind. I mean, what in the world? And so he, Peter gets up, and he introduces Jesus. Well, because they're listening. He got their attention. And by the and, way, not everybody saw it as a spiritual happening. Because a lot of people looked at it, you know what they thought? They said, these guys are drunk. Well, right. I mean, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, remember, because they're like, evidently, I don't know if the <laughs> if their in- interpretation of what they were hearing, it come across to them as they were drunk. What's, yeah, what's exactly. fixing to happen when they spoke in these various languages and everybody says, they're, not, they're from Galilee, how do they know our language? And they're seeing all these things. Peter stands up. Basically, Jace, what he's telling them is, the message that I'm fixed to proclaim to you, as Joel the prophet said, is going worldwide. This is going mm-hmm. worldwide. And look, if you look at it carefully, it did go worldwide. It did. To this day, we're living proof exactly. of it. We're still here. I just wanted to read this one phrase. So he gets he introduces Jesus, which is salvation. Then he told them, by the way, the message on how they could receive power. The same as the Corinthians do. He's like, don't forget the gospel. I mean, so he preached the same sermon. And then they're like, what do we do? You know, he said, famous response, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus that he had just declared for the forgiveness of your sins. But then notice this phrase. And the word I want to zero in on is, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because in John 7, this this little you know passage that is just thrown in here, when he said, by this he meant the Spirit, John 7, 39, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Yep. Well, I am 100% convinced that this in Acts 2 is in reference to this in John 7. Would you agree? I would agree. And so then he said, up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus hadn't been glorified. It doesn't mean he wasn't working because we have all these stories. But now it was made available. Even the apostles performing miracles. But I don't think that the Spirit indwelled them until later. Something happened 
when that spirit was poured out, we lost a light. Maybe it was a spiritual thing. Uh, If you're just listening, one of our lights just went out here. (laughs) So that could be a bad sign with what we're discussing. (laughs) If it comes back on after I read this, we're in business. (laughs) But it says uh, in verse, right before he said, you know, what do we do in Acts 2? Repent, be baptized, you know, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch what he said in verse 33. In his introduction of Jesus, he said he was also exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. And now here's the phrase I want, and has poured out what you now see and hear. By the way, uh, one little interesting point here. Uh, I would say that it's a pretty fair argument to make. Over in John 7, whoever believes in me... As the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Whoever believes in me, when Peter preached Jesus, him crucified, buried, and raised from the dead, they they were cut to the heart, and a lot of them had been there to crucify him, and they said, what do we do? Well, when he said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, the reason he said that in the name of Jesus was that so the Spirit could be received through him. As the scriptures has said, streams of living water, whoever believes in him. So he's making sure the one that provides the power of the Spirit is God the Father, God the Son, yeah, and the Spirit. Yeah, I think uh, there's a connection there. Exactly. No other name was going to do it for him. The problem is in John 7 here, when you look at their attitude, I mean, we already mentioned in verse 14, 15, they basically accused him of being ignorant because they were like, how did this man get such learning, you know, without wisdom? Then in verse 20, you know, he and Jesus responded to that. He said, oh, I come from, you know, God. So then they're like, oh, we got it. You're demon-possessed after that response. So then after he gives them another uh, explanation, and so then they accuse, or they try to seize him then. But that's in verse 30. But then he miraculously they were not able to do that and so then it says well some put their faith in him but after all that he goes to the streams of living water and then they get down to the end in verse 52 the last verse then they're like well wait a minute he's from galilee well he can't be he can't be from god i mean in that somehow all everything he did everything he said was completely true and right and they're trying to accuse him accuse him seize him and then they're like in the end, no, he's from Galilee. Nothing good and comes look, out of there. Then each went to his own home. They hit the road. That's right. So uh, that's we're out of time for the podcast, although I still want to make a point that I didn't get to make. So we're going to do a little bonus uh, for you guys that are uh, on our on the Blaze TV. Mm-hmm. You'll get a little bonus material. Bonus footage. Yeah, exactly. So, by the way, if you want to do that, a lot of you have subscribed. It's blazetv.com slash unashamed. You use the code Jace or Phil. To subscribe, you get in the woods and a lot of other stuff. So, to our to our unashamed nation, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in today. So, we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook, and be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.